Brothers and sisters, um, first of all, excuse my voice. I have a bit of a head cold. Uh, it's not COVID. I've been tested a good few times. Um, there are other things going around besides COVID. Today, we want to look at St. Manuel into tomorrow. And then I'll probably start to speak about St. Peter Julian Amard on Monday. But today, we're starting with this idea again of Jesus looking at us in the tabernacle from the monstrance, from the Eucharist. Jesus looks at us. He gazes upon us. There's that famous story of St. John Vianney. Um, the Catechism quotes it on prayer when it talks about contemplative prayer, just resting in the gaze of Jesus. And it's when St. John Vianney would see this, this man in his church spending hours in front of the tabernacle, and he would say, what do you do? And he says, I look at him and he looks at me. And we love each other. And so... This is the height of prayer. You know, our society makes us feel like we need to be doing a million things. And there's a time when we are to do, you know, vocal prayers and, and, and they can be real penances um, for us because when we want to just be still. But, but there's the time just to be quiet. And in fact, this kind of prayer is more beneficial for the church and for you. Loving union produces draws down huge graces into the soul. But remember that we, when we pray, we're not by ourselves. We bring the entire church of prayer, which is why I've said for hermits or contemplatives, living seemingly away from the world is the opposite by faith. They're, they're living in the core, in the eye of the storm. They're, they're, they're bringing the whole church into that prayer. And somebody has to intercede and pray. And it's what makes the preaching efficacious. It's... You know, the, many of the saints are convinced that, that 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 kind of contemplative prayer is does more good for the church than all the preaching bands. Of course, preaching is absolutely necessary and the church um, will not be the church without preaching. And, and in fact, everything hangs together in a balance. So, and, and what matters is what God wants, right? Anyway, so here words of St. Manuel from Jesus is looking at me. And it's from Matthew chapter 9. He has this little quote first. Jesus turned and seeing her and said, Take heart, daughter. Jesus says this to each one of us from the Eucharist. Remember, his words are eternal. His intentions are eternal. You know, Jesus tells you and I when we go before him, Take heart, take courage, I'm with you. He says, The heart of Jesus in the tabernacle looks at me. He looks at me always. He looks at me everywhere. He looks at me as if he doesn't have anyone else to look at but me. Why? Because he loves me. When two people love each other, they yearn to look at each other. Inquire of the mother who, without talking and barely breathing, spends hours next to her son as he sleeps. Why does she do this? She will answer, I just want to look at my son. Many of you have been parents or our parents and probably have that experience of this child, you know, um, that is like a miracle. You just can't stop watching them. But this is this kind of fresh on wonder. I'm sure that could kind of wane. And sometimes you're like, you want your children to be out of your sight because they drive you crazy. But, but you know, with the Lord, he's so good. He's not like our um, crazy children. <laughs> He's so good, and so we have to try and stay in that freshness of own wonder and that mesmerized um, glance of the Lord. Why? 
because she loves him with all her heart and her love prevents her from getting tired of looking at him. And do you know what causes her sadness? It is that she will not be able to follow her beloved son with her gaze all the way through his life. Now as a child and later as a man, if she could somehow never lose sight of him for a moment, how happy she would be, how she would defend him and how she would accompany him. How sorry mothers feel for not having an, an omnipotent love, an all-powerful love. The heart of Jesus so loves us all the more. He has an all-powerful love. He loves me and everyone with a love as great as his power. And his power does not have limits. It is an omnipotent love, an all-powerful love. Yes, he follows me with his gaze as my mother would do if she could. Soul, stop for a moment to ponder these words. The heart of Jesus is always looking at me. It's amazing. The heart of Jesus is always looking at me with love. How does he look at me? In the world, there are looks of fear, persecution, of vigilance, of love. How does the heart of Jesus look at me from his Eucharistic heart? Above all, I tell you that his look is not that of a judging eye, like the eye of Cain, the bad brother. It is not the frightened look of remorse without hope, over constant judging. No, that isn't, isn't how he looks at me now. How then does he look at me? The gospel gives me the answer. There are three looks of our Lord. One is a look upon the friends who have never fallen away. Another one is for the friends who are falling or who have just fallen away, but who want to rise. And the third one is for the ones who have fallen and will not rise because they do not want to. Brothers and sisters, we're going to have a look at these three looks of Jesus from the Eucharist, the three looks of Jesus that we see in the Gospels. We'll do this tomorrow. May the Lord bless you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.